What's going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of Mind If I Crash, the podcast. With me, as always, Tommy Zarlinga, and I am your host, Tristan Taliano, and we are here to bring you all type of content, topics. We got a lot to talk about today. But first, we do want to address our proud sponsor, Life Widgets, available on the Android and Apple App Stores. You guys can download this app. Add me as a friend at Tristan Taliano. Enter yourselves immediately into a three cash prize drawing. You guys don't have to be watching it to win. All you guys have to do is download the app, add me as a friend, and you're immediately entered. It's an awesome chance to win some extra money, especially when the world's starting to go back to normal. You guys can use this app for so much right now. Um, you know, for me personally, it's a great way for me to check demographics at restaurants, bars, and other locations in my city. Uh, not to mention, you'll be able to purchase cars, find housing, rent. You could do so Jeez. much with this app. And they'll even have job searching for employers and employees. It's going to be an amazing platform. Get on it while it's still fresh. Add me as a friend. Can't wait to see you there. Getting into today's episode, guys, we got a lot to talk about. As always, it seems like the Paul brothers are always <laughs> a trending topic on this show. Um, this is an Ohio-based show, um, also deeply influenced by combat sports. And right now, the Paul brothers have taken over the combat sports world by storm. Um, and, and, and as of news of yesterday, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley signed a contract. If you guys are not aware, Jake Paul, content creator, uh, YouTube star, Disney child, actor, um, what really? Yeah, yeah, he was on a Disney show. Um, is now, you know, taking on a serious approach towards boxing. Um, started by fighting content creators and has since worked his way into fighting combat sports um, artists. You know, just knocked out Ben Askren, had the world against him, proved everyone wrong, including myself. I definitely didn't see the win there, so I've learned to kind of respect the kid's uh, approach. Um, admire the business side of it and uh, can, can respect the power. You yeah. know, if you're willing to put in the work, um, I, I can respect it. So um, he's going to be taking on um, former UFC champion. And with, with a fight like that, I mean, you have to really come prepared. You know, and we were just talking prior to with Askren. Yes, he was a world champion, Olympic wrestler, uh, but never actually held the belt with the UFC. Um, got knocked out by Jorge Masvidal and ended his career quickly after. So when you get in there and you're really going to be fighting someone who's who's ready to go, um, I'm I'm excited you, to see. You have to. It's nonstop training. Like you know, Jake Paul is obviously on social media and stuff, and they make video right. content. So how much time is he taking away from that to actually invest in this training to fight? Tyron, like, oh, he has been. I mean, and here's the thing: um, if you guys are up to date and, and, and engaged with the um, the boxing events of Jake Paul, then you know that Tyron Woodley was in Ben Askren's corner mm -hmm. the night of the fight, and because he was in the corner, you have to go in and watch their opponents get uh, taped up to make sure they're you know taped to standards. The gloves make sense; everything checks out. And while he was in there. Uh, Jake Paul's team decided to record the interaction of them essentially trying to troll uh, Tyron Woodley. Um, Jaylion Love constantly holding up the gloves saying, what do you know about these, champ? What do you know about these, champ? You know, trying to kind of diminish um, Tyron Woodley's knowledge in the boxing world um, where 
you know, Tyron stayed pretty calm and collected. Just said, you know, he's earned his spot in the Hall of Fame. He's earned his belts, which yep. I agree. I agree. You know, personally, I can't stand uh, Jaleon Love or whatever the fuck his name is. But I get it. It's a part of the sport. You're trying to talk shit, boost your team up. Um, so let's see, you know, where it goes. I just, Since, I just, I'm thinking, like, what if he does win? What if both of the brothers win their fights, bro? Like we talked about, man, I I really don't see uh, Logan Paul beating the best boxer of all time. But if he does, um, I will have to just quit the world as I know it. Um, I don't think the world will ever be the same. No. You know, you know what if they did, both did win? Logan would for sure overshadow Jake, though. Jake would feel like nothing. Like, his win no, didn't matter. I, so I don't know that because Jake's actually done a great job of becoming this villain in the sport. Um, especially, as of right now, the sport of celebrity boxing, where your 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 fights are more celebrity-based than they have been, you know, actual fighters up right. until this point, where you fought, um, you know, three celebrities um, and one fighter um so at this point he's more of a celebrity villain boxer um i think you know beating someone like tyron woodley further solidifies his place in the pro um boxing world obviously i don't see him you know going for a uh, championship or taking a belt or anything like that you never know man um i don't see it happening anytime soon you know but there is talk about him maybe fighting um Tyson Fury's little brother, Tommy, and there's a lot. There's a lot that Not he me. can do. Not me. Um, right. Not me. Uh, that smoke. Yeah, I would. I would. <laughs> I would. Shit. I would. Dude, you gave me like six months to just nothing but train to take that dude's head off. I would definitely, definitely do it. I would. Um, I would definitely try. Give me a month. <laughs> Give me a month. <laughs> you need a, like, at least like a Give six a to month. eight week camp. Um, but yeah, guys. So let us know what you guys think about all this. I know, especially being from Ohio and being so close to the city of Westlake where Jake Paul's from, a lot of people have mixed emotions when it comes to him. Some people love him. Some people hate him. Some people love to hate him, which I think is me. Um, he's he's always getting airtime on this show, realistically. I'm always talking about him. Um, something about him just irks me the wrong way. Um, but I love the approach. I respect the approach, and I, and it's entertaining. At the, at the end of the day, you kind of need that villain in the sport. Mm-hmm. You need someone to shake things up. What I do think happens, though, in your question, Tommy, is what if they both win? I I actually think the the stock of combat sports goes down. Yeah. It loses its true value. Yeah. If these two kids just waltz on in after three four years of training. Yep. Um, late training train their whole life and and just walk all over it yeah and then go right back to making YouTube videos it turns into a like a laughing stock and then any you know like high rated fight afterwards would just be celebrity fights so that's all people care about yeah and where I'm at with it is I really really think that um, if this fight doesn't go according to planned um, for 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 Tyron Woodley, Dana has to really evaluate if he's going to be letting his guys after their UFC contracts start doing this celebrity boxing because it might 
If anyone's going to take the hit, it'd be the UFC yeah. at this point. So they would have to know? make a smart move. Right. If Mayweather out. loses, um, the money team takes the hit there. And, mm-hmm. and it, so does boxing. But you still have mega fights going on and being made. Uh, like we were talking about before the show started. You got Tyson versus Fury 3. Or Tyson versus Fury. I'm fried, dude. Uh, Tyson I'm versus Wilder. Going. <laughs> <laughs> Tyson versus Wilder 3. Um, that's going to be a big fight. Obviously, um, if you guys are, are hip to the boxing world, you know uh, Tyson Fury was supposed to be fighting Anthony Joshua. Um, and there was a arbitration agreement or something where he wasn't able to end up following through with that contract because Dante Wilder said that their fight has priority um, once COVID is cleared up. So now that that is back, um, he actually has the priority to fight um, Tyson. So that's I'd what we get that. to see. I'd rather see that fight anyways. Finish I'd like the them trilogy. to just settle it, but I, it doesn't mean that I don't want to see him versus Joshua. No, I do. but that's ultimate bragging rights there, dude. I mean, that's the baddest man on the planet, whoever yeah. wins. I just, I, it, there's a trilogy that needs to be completed, and I feel like, you know, if Tyson does win the third fight... That'll make the fight with Joshua even bigger. That that much bigger, a uh, 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 better. I think it's be, be beefier. Like, oh yeah, I mean, so it would mean that much more. Both of these guys don't have anything to prove to anyone but themselves at mm-hmm. this point. So making these mega fights um, is is only right to me. You know. So what is? Are you looking at either of their records right now? I was actually trying to figure out exactly why the fight didn't happen between Tyson and It's because and of that uh, arbitration agreement, and Wilder was kind of pissed off about it. So, you know, obviously that's um, that's been pretty trendy here lately. Um, um, what do you got? Fury's total fights. He's got 31. He's got 30 wins, 21 by knockout. He's at zero losses. Yeah. Zero losses? There's no way. What's everyone else? That's insane. I mean, yeah, dude. That's why he's one of the baddest men on the planet. I mean, I would think he maybe have one. He does have one. <laughs> Technically. Boom. That's Anthony, Anthony Joshua. Joshua. 25 fights, 24 wins, 22 knockouts, one loss. Mm-hmm. 44 fights Man, for Wilder. Damn. 42 wins, 41 by knockout. One loss. So Sheesh. there was there's a video that's surfacing around on the internet of Wilder fighting this internet troll. Um, and I believe his name might be Tommy, too. Um, <laughs> Look, Tommy. Tommy's just all over the see, place. Find out the kid's name. Um, anyway, this fucking kid. What's his name? Um, Deontay Wilder knocks out internet troll Charlie Zelenoff. Charlie, not Tommy. Charlie. Um, so this dude, this. this video is insane. Basically, if you guys aren't aware, the, the description will be in my YouTube video. Check this video out. This Charlie guy um, basically was going around um, being a self-proclaimed uh, champion Bullying and basically everyone. cheap shotting people. So he would have people like put on gloves outside of like a Planet Fitness, and as they were strapping on their gloves, he'd hit him with a cheap shot you know if they were wearing glasses he'd punch him right in the glasses and knock their shit off he was kind of a troll so real fighters started showing up to his gym and forcing him to box 
Um, he's he's taken shots off on uh, Mayweather Sr. before. Like, old man tried to cheap shot him. Um, got beat up by this young, young kid. And beat beat up. Yeah, I saw um, that one. Knocked, beat up in the ring. He came out. Ended up fighting him like a street fight style. Yep. Choked him out. Um, and then Dante Wilder. You know, that fight did not last long. Um, and you you kind of see this Charlie guy's character in these videos as they kind of progress. Um, so it's something to definitely check out. Uh, whether you like boxing or not, you'll get some mm. some gratification watching this dude get his oh, ass beat by, it feels good. by real deal fighters. It feels good. Um, Just his know, whole demeanor after he gets his ass whooped. But he still runs his mouth. Yeah. He's still like, hey, I, I hit you in the body. I hit <laughs> you in the body. That's a loser, though. He's like, you um, felt that, right? Right. And yeah. he's so he's a little fucking punk, but watching him get beat up is all worth You're it. Lucky I didn't bite you. Right, right. Um, so, <laughs> guys, let us know what your predictions are on the fights coming up. What fights you want to see? Um, any mega fights happening here soon? Obviously, um, Israel Adesanya, my boy, my baby boy, the freestyle bender, the last style bender, um, is going to be fighting here soon against Marvin Vittori for their second time. Um, and he's going to be defending his uh, middleweight belt. So, super Tenders. excited. 10 days. Yeah, super excited to see what happens with that. Um, through and through, just really, really idolize Israel Adesanya and everything he, he's done, both with his career and for the for the UFC as a whole. Um, so I'm super excited. Let me know your guys' predictions on that. Uh, there's a lot that can happen there, you know. Israel coming off of a loss, got a lot to prove to the world. Yeah, he's got to um, bounce back. He will. And he will. He I think will. I think a lot of people have said that's, that's a scary person that that's a scary person to fight is an israel adesanya after a loss you know he might have more drive and more determination is technically still undefeated in that middleweight division so you know let's see what happens there i have Um, one question about israel what's up what's wrong with his booby his one boob i don't know i really just want to know he didn't address it so i don't know (sighs) they said it's test but it probably isn't because i don't think they test out the ass so if it was there, I just want him to it. say it's a fatty tumor. <laughs> Prove me right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Little nugget. <laughs> a lot of people were talking about that though after the Costa fight, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Um, guys, moving on so that we're not just a combat sports podcast. Obviously, I know a lot of people tune in uh, to hear the the wild and stupid shit that we talk about. Um, so switching subjects, I do want to talk about something. I'm going to do a quick reaction video to here on my YouTube channel. Um, and that is something I'm going to start doing f- pretty frequent, um, is doing reaction videos to um, viral videos, um, funny documentaries, things like that, where basically you guys are going to watch the video with me and hear me commentate or just simply make comments based on what it is that I'm watching, cracking jokes, things like that. Um, and probably one of the first few videos I'm going to do is a video of myself exactly 10 years ago. So in 2011, I was 15, um, just about to be turning 16, and we had to do a school project on the 18th Amendment, the prohibition of alcohol. And we decided for our group project, it was me and, and some of my guy buddies, uh, that we were going to make a, a video um, to show what the 18th Amendment was. So basically what we did is we reenacted somewhat of an episode of Cops where we were, you know, officers 
undercover trying to find people that were distributing or consuming um, alcohol that was illegal at that time um, and then taking them through the trial process. Um, and it's a hilarious video. If you could imagine 15 year olds having full reign to make whatever content they wanted, and this was before content was true content, um, it's hilarious start to finish. 10 out of 10. Um, so I'm going to do a reaction with that, and I'm probably going to get one of my buddies to do it with me. Um, and I and, and even Tommy said after watching the videos, we should get the entire crew back together to rewatch it. So, guys, stay on the lookout for that reaction video. If you guys aren't subscribed to the Mind If I Crash channel on YouTube, subscribe. Um, tell your friends. Ring the bell so you get notifications whenever we drop a new video. Because not only will we be doing the podcast on that channel, but we'll also have our reaction videos and content as well. Um, so we are going to be doing the bodyguard prank yeah. here come probably either mid to end June or at the very latest early July. Uh, we want the world to be kind of as close to back to normal as possible so that we can get the full effect. You know, faces aren't covered. No masks today. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. So um, big things big things coming. I know that it's going to probably take at least a few weeks, if not a month, for every company to kind of just let their guard down. Yeah. Because even yeah. they still have the right to kind of decide. So, um, you know, we're definitely going to have some cool content coming uh, coming on the way soon. Um, super excited for we gotta that. we got to be super fresh. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're going to be fly as fuck. Like suit and tie. Right, suit and tie shit, yeah. We're Not wedding be, suits, but like no. James Bond suits. Like UFC pre-fight. Like Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. I want to wear a bow tie. <laughs> you can very much wear a bow tie. <laughs> I want to wear a bow tie for sure. Um, so yeah, guys, we're going to be doing that. Um, also, let us know if you guys want to be a part of that. Because we're going to need people to kind of fake as fans or as paparazzi, things of that sort. So um, if that's something that you guys want to do, please reach out to me. Um, I might even reach out to a few of the OG fans to see if it's something they'd want to get involved with. We're looking to make this as, as cool and fun as possible. Even if you're a super big person, you look like a security guard. Yeah, if like, you could be a bodyguard, reach out. I'm with it. I need protected, man. <laughs> I need protected. Don't let I got nobody a few, lay in. Yeah, I got a few of my lineman buddies helping me. So we're, we got some people in the mix. But if you think you'd be a good fit to be security uh, for me, Tommy, and my buddy Corey Logan, please reach out. Let us know. <laughs> See love. <laughs> Guys, we're going to take a super quick break, and we will be right back. All right, guys, and we are back here to bring you some awesome news on what the Nelk Boys have been up to. Um, they have not been uploading episodes. They actually took a few, uh, a week at least off, um, cause they said they had a big announcement to make. I thought that the Nelk brand was going public. So that's what I was just assuming. Um, if you guys are familiar with the Nelk boys, obviously you're aware of what they do, but if you're not, they are a prank channel on YouTube who has since gone full party boy mode. They basically make hype videos for parties, um, cool events got good connections with Dana White. They get to do all kinds of cool stuff with the UFC and some of their fighters. Um, love gambling, love hitting Vegas, love hitting clubs, and just having a good time. Um, these guys, have, uh, you know, established the Full Send brand like you see behind us um, and have now launched their first hard seltzers called Happy Dad. Very simple look to it. Very cool name. I mean, Happy Dad. What comes to mind when you think Happy Dad? Um, 
Uh, a dad with a front baby carrier, and Carlos is sitting in the front of it. Yeah, with glasses on. Hangover either, type shit. Yeah, he's either drinking a beer, you know, just casually talking to the boys with the New Balances on, mm-hmm. or trying to golf, trying to figure out how to golf with the, with baby. the baby in front of him, <laughs> still with a beer, happy yes. either way because he's got a beer. Seeing but that made this dad happy. I'll say that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a cool thing, and that's the thing. Is like I, I, I hope that it speaks to all crowds. You know, the the dads of the world, the young, the young college kids uh, over twenty one years of age. Mm, yes, um, and not everybody pregnant. in the club get tipsy. Um, but I think it's got a lot of potential. So um, Hard I, Seltzers, they did release the video on YouTube of their process of making it. They've been working on it for over a year behind the scenes, not telling anyone. So they kind of documented that you know, journey. Um, very simple can. I oh, think yes. there's a few collections. See what flavors are released for the Happy Dad um, collection. It's loading. I know that Kyle, um, co-founder of Nelk Boys, I think his favorite flavor is like wild cherry or wild blackberry. Um, once I see the flavors, I'll be able to to let you know. Um, but they made a whole lineup. So those are going to be available here, I think, come mid-June. Um, you guys can, on the 14th of June, um, buy them right on the Happy Dad website, happydad.com. Um, and place your order and have it shipped to you anywhere in the United States as long as you are, like I said, over 21 years of age. Um, you should be able to secure that. So let us know what you guys think of the Happy Dad look. Um, I'm super excited I like just to, look to a see lot. what it does for him. It's dude. a very simple look. The all white and then the color of the Happy Dad. like It just popped. Yeah, it popped. Like, it's like I feel that like classic you, look. I feel like if you added anything else... Like if you added a logo to like another little like a symbol, another little design, it would ruin the whole can. Right. I like the can itself. That's where they were basically just like, you know, nowadays you see fruit fucking flying everywhere. We don't want that. We want a, a clean look that is just good in all environments, which I think is cool. Um, if you guys are seltzer fans, you're, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're aware that most of them are the tall, skinny cans. They didn't want that. They said it was quote unquote bitch shit. Um, so they went back to a traditional beer can style short. Um, that's funny to me, you know, like they're just goofy dudes um, who who made a, a good product. And if it takes off anything like their full send clothing line, clothing and merch line, um, I'm sure that they're going to do just fine. Um, so let us know what you guys think, what flavors you're looking to try out. Um, I think they released like a pineapple, a black cherry, maybe like a lemon lime. Um, but yeah, um, guys, you guys, you weren't able to find any. No, they don't really have any any flavors. Um, I mean, it's fair. I feel like the announcement's just fairly so. It's like so soon where they're probably still coming together with stuff. But let me see that real quick. Just where you were. Um, I really want to know what flavors they have. I'll be able to tell you right now. Really, Tommy, you weren't able to find it. <laughs> I really wasn't. It's right here. All right, so they have lemon lime. They have the blackberry. They have a cherry, and then they have a pineapple. Where'd you go to images for that? Yeah. Ugh. Super easy, dude. I was looking up articles. Super easy. Sorry. Tommy's got one job on the show, and he's fucking <laughs> failing miserably. 
Oh my god. I love you. I love you. I love you a lot, man. Holy shit. <laughs> I work oh. at oh. the bank. Jesus I'm a Christ. pizza delivery guy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even count on me to give you right back the, the, the right Seriously, change. Seriously, bro. Seriously. I go to every guy like, this is going to be my tip. They're like, no, give my $9 back. I'm like, bro. You start talking to him like, dude, come on, man. You got a nice dog. Like, I love your dog. The weather's you, nice, If isn't you want to see that dog again, I, surprise, I, I suggest you give me dude, some more money. I was given a 75-cent tip yesterday. This guy was like, it's all I got. And he had a brand new sidewalk, like fresh cement. And I thought about putting my foot in it and putting the three quarters right in the center of it. Like, you should have. You could take that 75 cents and fix his footprint. So tell me some of like the most foul shit you have to deal with. Like what what, oh, what is the the brutal so reality my, uh, of it? Um there is no okay, two brutal realities, one not getting tipped, okay? I live for my tips. Do people just assume they don't have to or are they just of the delivery charge on there? It's a $3 delivery charge. Yeah, I don't, so I don't it's fucking Marcos, but it doesn't mean you don't tip. And Romeo's is also a little bit more expensive than like Marco's would be. Uh, we are like we are a gourmet pizza. We're number yeah. one. Shout out to Romeo's, but yeah. So like people just that some people tend not to tip because it's too much or they just don't have it. But a lot of the customers do, and they're a lot of regulars. So once they get to know you, start making like even better tips. But two horrible realities of this job is no making no tips or little to no tips. Um. And working with people who don't like to work, like I gotta do dishes too. Yeah, yeah. And like cleaning up the back room, nobody does that shit. But I actually have a, a, a fucked up story. <laughs> it was so fucked up, but I kind of giggled at it. And it was a tip reaction, like interaction mm-hmm. between me and another guy. So we delivered to the prison out in Grafton, and uh, this guy he orders a pizza, but he doesn't put the right name down. Like he puts his name down, like it's Bobby or so. I think it's Bobby. Uh, a my fake boss, fucking name. Yeah, my boss Ben loves this story. Like every single day, he says the the punchline of this story every day, and he screams it. Don't scream it, please. I won't scream okay. it. I won't scream it. I won't. <laughs> so I go to the prison and I'm I'm looking for this guy. Well, Grafton has like three different like prisons right next, like across the street from each other. So I go to the first one. Nope, no Bobby here. Go to the next one. No Bobby here. Go to the third one. No Bobby here. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting the fucking runaround. Mad dog. inconvenient. Too. I'm like, what's going on? I was like, I'm losing deliveries. I was like, I'm getting pissed off. So then finally I go back and I'm like, hey, is, you know, is there a number to call or anything? Yes. Okay. Well, I end up calling the number and it had the real the dude's name on there and it was like. It was like Deontay or something. I was like, man, like, why do you call? Why is his name Bobby? Mm-hmm. So I get there. I'm, I'm like, hey, I call this number. I was like, and it says to Deontay. And they're like, the dude looks at me, knows exactly who I'm talking about. He goes, man, give me one second. Calls this dude. He goes, hey, man. He goes, you got pizza up here. He goes, all right, comes down. And he goes, bro, he goes, I got one question for you, man. Before I could even say hi. And he goes, why the fuck did you put your name Bobby down on the receipt? He goes, don't know nobody. No, no, Bobby. He goes, man, I don't want people knowing my government name. <laughs> was he a fucking prisoner? No, he wasn't. He was a uh, a person who works a guard, there. A yeah. CO? That's some ghetto and shit, dude. Dude. They, dude, they were so fucking ghetto. And then one guy goes, "Man, you fucked up for that." He goes, "This boy's running around." He goes, "You fucking with his money?" So I give him his stuff, and I'm like, "You know, you want to sign here? If you want to leave a tip, you can." He goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna leave a tip." I'm like, "All right." I was like, "What do you want to put down?" I give him the penny. He goes, "No, you write it." And I was like, "Okay, I'll write it." I'm waiting for it. I put a little dollar sign first. You're supposed to. I hate people who put the dollar sign at the end of the dollar amount. Yeah, that's he goes, imbecile. I'm like, how much would you put? He goes, dollar, motherfucker. Deadass. And his dollar, buddy. Dollar, motherfucker. Yeah, and his buddy goes, you ain't shit. Looks right at him, <laughs> says, deadass, you, are, you aren't shit. And they just look at each other and laugh. And then he walks away. And I'm like, that was the most like, aggressive dollar earned ever. I don't Damn, know if I had to bro. be like upset at that or... 
to enjoy it, like take it in and be happy about it. If so, here's the thing: like I, I don't do well in those transactions, so I'd have just literally never let anyone deliver to them ever. Again. I didn't know what to do. I literally was like, uh, I'd have just canceled. I'd have just like looked at them like, hey guys, you know, unfortunately, we're not going to be delivering to this location ever again. No, nope, we still deliver. I actually delivered there yesterday to the same motherfucker. No, 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 uh, no. I got a five fifty tip though. So jeez, there's no dollar motherfucker. That's that's ghetto as fuck. And he yelled it at me too. Yeah, that's ghetto. Like when I looked at, it, I was like, "What? Yeah, that's right. super." I, super I put ghetto. the dollar down. It's a dollar I didn't have. <laughs> I, you know, the hospitality industry is wild, especially like where you say dishes, like Dish Pit. They used to ask me, like, "Hey, you want to stay? We'll give you uh, fifty dollars in cash, and we'll pay you, you know, something stupid. You know, we'll pay you. We'll give you fifty dollars in cash. Pay you eighteen an hour if you stay in the Dish Pit until you close. Like you had a hell of a time doing dishes." My shit's a walk in the park. Well, I mean, this is a full fucking restaurant yeah, with no. an event and everything. Damn, um, and sucks. I would literally look at them, smile, and say, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> I don't fuck with dishes. I would never, if it was the last job on earth, I would never, I would never be in There's the dish There's not pit. an amount of money you can pay me to You do could dishes. not humble me to, uh, you, yeah, there'd be no humbling experience to do dishes. I'd just basically go without than to wash dishes. Damn. And that's no cap. I even clean the bathroom at the pizza. Mad truck respect too. to the people that are able to tolerate that. Um, that shit gets mad hot. I don't be burning my fingers for nothing. I can tolerate it picking up a hot plate to serve a, a, a you know, a customer. Not to clean up. Not constantly you know? either. That's and it's constant, gross, bro. It's constant. gross. Seeing people's nasty ass shit. People spit in their cups and shit. Dude, like, so you want to know some wild shit, though? Working in the restaurant business, you see some downright foul things happen, uh, especially with servers. A lot of servers are super chill, but you get your servers that are just shitty people that use whatever they can to make money. We had this this couple. They literally, when they would bring back their, you know, because it was like, you know, a four four three or four course meal depending on what you would get you get a soup a salad your app your meal and then a dessert sounds like they would bring as they were working out they would bring back the soups and salads and if the people only ate a little bit i would literally watch this couple take it and drink the fucking soup after they had already eaten it and then put it in the dish pit I remember watching that for the first time, and I was standing so close because I was on the grill. I said, what the fuck Wait, wait, was wait. That? They took it back, and then they drank what they took off the table. They drank. Like, the, they finished the rest of what they did not eat. The customer did not eat. That's, Isn't that crazy? Oh, my gosh. That's so how then, COVID-19 started. This was, yeah, this was a while ago. Anyway, so <laughs> that happens, and I'm like, what the fuck? Then I start watching them take the entrees every once in a while cut off like the bite marks and then pack it to go for themselves and no one was like catching them so like we were in the middle of like a gm change where like our gm who had been at the location for like 17 fucking years was getting fired they had us training it was it was chaos so a lot of shit was was getting mind if i ask where this was at uh this is at stonewood i was in florida oh you know so okay um but i worked there for a few years and uh, basically, um, so I started watching this and I'm like, Jesus, these people are fucking mad. It's Florida. Yeah. Um, so people eventually start catching on. The, the the dude is like always packaging and eating food and just being gross. And people are like, dude, that's fucking nasty. He didn't care. Uh, but the girl was like super manipulative. So she would work behind the bar 
um, overcharge on drinks, but like find a way to pocket the money. So then she had a radar on her, but she was like abusing drugs, like pills. So she was like always out of it and oblivious. Thinks everyone loves her. No one actually did. It was insane. Uh, but like comical at the same time. And I'm like fucked up. I can on see shit. those people. Talking. And I even know it's fucked up. So anyway, she's like overcharging. That gets that raises a red flag with corporate. So people start keeping an eye on her, right? We have this corporate guy come down, uh, Chef Danny, and he starts like basically taking the store over and holding everyone equally accountable. You know, from the dishwasher all the way to the front of house manager. Everyone's on equal playing ground. Sounds like a solid guy. Um, yeah, no, he was. He was. But it's still the restaurant restaurant industry, so, so everything's still, fucked up. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so there's this time where like she keeps coming back to me, like, "Hey, is there any way you could like give me this app without ringing it up?" And I'm like, "Absolutely fucking not. Why would I ring that up?" Then she's like, "Okay, I'll just ring it up then." Rings I'm it hungry. up. Then she comes and asks for a free dessert. I said no. She said okay. Rings it up. But then she's ringing up two and then deleting one. So, like, I'm making it, and then she's like, well, it's already made. So, I'm like, okay. So, obviously, I got to bring that aware because then that's my ass on the line. Um, Damn. So, she's, like, conning this table into giving them a sob story that, like, her she doesn't even have a daughter. Her daughter can't afford private school. She's struggling to put food on the table. She got them to give her, like, I think $300 in cash, like, like a loan. She knew her time was running thin, so I think she was just trying to get like people to give her as much money as possible. Making a big, big give bang. Three hundred dollars in cash, and then bought her and her daughter, which is actually her hus- her husband or boyfriend or whatever, a full fucking meal. So they paid for the waitress's meal and three hundred bucks. And three hundred. What the fuck, dude? Like, so that, that happened, and they literally walked her out immediately. Like they they caught wind. Luckily, before the customers had left, they finished their meal and then went to sit at the bar, which for her was probably the worst thing that oh, could yeah. happen because they started chatting with like the bartenders and letting them know, like, hey, you know, um, she should have just left. They, they weren't even suspicious. They just were like, hey, you know, we we helped out one of your one of your friends i don't think the people had malicious intent mm-hmm. but it blew up in this girl's face oh. so obviously you can't fire both of them for one person's wrongdoing he's just a fucking weirdo at this point right so they're walking her out they're like trying to force her to return the money but technically they can't because it was like considered a tip there was no written agreement that there was like a 300 dollars loan or anything like right. that so these people are like watching this unfold and they're obviously an old, nice couple that's totally upset now. We have to comp not only the the money that they spent, but Damn. the money that they paid for their meal. So we end up having to comp everything. Dude, it was a fucking nightmare. A fiasco. Um, they walk her out. Husband's just like still like I swear I I swear this dude's probably like in the dish pit as she's getting walked out like just drinking the soup. Still, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this is chaos. Like it's the last soup I'll ever once drink. Once again, talk about ghetto. That was so ghetto. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with them? They were like honky ass white people yeah, just no. doing ghetto disgusting. shit. What the fuck? Um, drink- yeah, dude, that was so foul. Drinking so soup, disgusting. That I can't drinking somebody else's soup that was like, oh my I'm god. I'm just I'm reimagining them re sculpting the steak and like putting it in a to go box. And it's like, yeah, like I made that. Yeah. Like, I mean no you didn't. 
That was so, made the cut. so disgusting. That's awful. Um, yeah, dude, wild shit that you see in the in the in the business, bro. Not just restaurants, but just like food places in general. That's what I'm saying. The Unless they're like business. maybe not not everywhere, but like McDonald's, Burger King, all all the fast food chain restaurants are fucking disgusting. Maybe yeah. a mom and pop shop. I've never worked like in Old one. Town. That place is beautiful. Like, yeah, dude, they keep that, and they got a good community there. Yeah, so know? but not everywhere is bad. But that's fucking wild. I mean, it is Florida, but still, that's wild. Yeah, Florida's just fucking crazy. That's wild general, for anywhere. Dude. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, dude, that's that's that type of shit. But that does bring me on to the topic of just fucking dealing with, like, junkies. Dealing with the, the, the everyday drug addict. Whether it's someone you drive by, you encounter at the corner, uh, whatever it may be. I actually had um, a dude every day cut my grass all the time. Yeah, dude. Some of them will work fucking hard, all you know? Time. We're all people at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what what you'll notice though is when you're dependent on a substance, those people either work extra fucking hard to get financial gain so they can afford whatever it is, whether it alcohol be alcohol or a you know class A um, drug. Yep. They they grind to get it. Um, some people do it the right way, um, not the right way, but you know they'll do jobs and try to um, earn the money. Some people will boost, which is basically stealing. Um, some people do god awful things. Yeah, you know, you got your addicts that have their priorities straight and they're responsible. They just want to get high. It's you know, still equally I mean, as damaging. Yeah, it is. Know? It is. But like they, you you go from it from two different perspectives. You can go at it a responsible way or a non responsible way. But either way, at the end of the day, you're getting your fix and. Yeah, the reality is, is like I've met some fucking terrible people. Um, just being out there. Um, and that's, and that's the, that's the truth of it. You know, like it's an ugly fucking game and there's no love in it. You know? Oh, not at all. There is no love. They in love it. you for the moment. Uh, yeah, as, as they're getting their do. fix, you know, you're doing them a favor. They love you for the moment. They yep. get their fix. See you later. Uh, I'll that, see you never type yep. shit. Yep. Um, but when shit hits a fan, you realize there's not really anyone you can ever count on. Um, and that's something that, like, I think even today I still despise in people. So, like, I'm I'm big on, like, I don't know. I don't do well with, like, the gossiping ass men in society. Like, I think gossiping in general, but yeah. I mean, I, I almost give women a pass, and that's why I don't entertain it sometimes. <laughs> it gives them something to do. But, like, the men that are I'm just joking. always about the gossip shit, you know, that corny ass shit. And, like, that's that to me is what. It makes you fake mm-hmm. is the the corniness so you know obviously i met people that i knew for years i met people that i knew for a short time um they can all be equally as terrible and there's some people that are just lost and have no business being in that in that world yeah um nonetheless though some of the most honest people are drug addicts though some of yeah them, yeah no, i mean definitely. a lot of them are shady and you know snaky like but a, a lot of i've met a lot of a lot of honest brutal people and they they'll tell you exactly what it is. You're like, dude, I'm getting high. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm I'm doing my thing. Yep. It's like, oh, well, you dude, you want to get better? Like, yeah, I will. And just like completely blowing it off. And you got to wait until the time's right for you. And that's the that's the sad truth of it all. Is is people will like find out, and especially like nowadays, I'll have families reach out to me like, hey, you know, so and so is not in a good place. You think you could talk to him? You think you could maybe give him some help? And I have to be somewhat realistic to the point where 
if they're not ready to, to help themselves, they're not gonna listen to if nobody. they don't want it, they might agree just to get you off their ass, mm-hmm. but they're not going to recover in the way you want or expect them to. And that's a hard pill to swallow as a wife or a parent or a sibling. It's a very hard pill to swallow that that person, no matter who is willing to help, if they're not willing to help themselves, will never stand a shot at being able to fully recover. No, um, and that's a that's a big if as well. You know, there's plenty of routes to recovery. Um, people always typically want to take the the path of least resistance, the easiest path. So you know, when you consider something like a treatment center or an AA program or NA, any of those anonymous programs where it's you know for the most part full abstinence to uh, drugs and alcohol that seems very intimidating to someone especially new to recovery mm-hmm. um, and that's the hardest thing to talk someone off of what do you mean I can't smoke weed and you know shit like that where it's I always just I keep it very very simple if they're ready to get help I keep it very simple I say look I don't think that ever anyone's program is the same as the next man's or the next woman, but I think at the beginning, it's very crucial that you are completely clean from any mind or mood altering substances so that you can understand who you are, you fix can, the yep. things that need to be fixed before you even entertain taking a step outside. You have that you like know? a sober realization. Um, and, that, and that's something that people typically don't want to do i put myself in that situation i don't want to do that you talk you talk a lot of game when you are high itself and you're like yeah i'm gonna get better i'm gonna do this but you're high at the moment oh my god it's a euphoric moment dude i think the last six months of almost a seven-year run i would look at whoever i was running with at that time every day that morning and say today's the last day we get one more in us we're done it never was yep you know it was almost like it's comical false. at the end like we would just kind of laugh like hey today's the last one huh it's a, it's just it's false hope that's getting you through the day it's getting you prepared to take on tomorrow and that's all you can do and then when you take tomorrow on you're already back to where you were the you day don't before. have anything you know you don't have two cents to rub together you don't have a, a place to call home most of the time you don't have real friends you know so it is it is hard you have to find something to hold on to mm-hmm. and for me it was the hope of better days yeah you know i'll tell you what um, though pe- people who have a problem like that they have determination though they ha- they sometimes. are determined to get that fix so if you flip that around and put that determination in something actually positive Worthwhile. and no yeah you're right and then that and that's the fact you know i i think that's what you were telling me man you you take an ounce of the the grind and hustle that you put towards your feeding your addiction uh into something positive like your career or being a good parent or spouse a or hobby. a fucking hobby um not you, doing drugs is a hobby your your <laughs> your your potential is endless and and what you can do um, and once you truly take a step away, and that's why I think it's very important um, for at least the beginning for you to be completely abstinent is to to understand who you are again. Mm-hmm. I know I remember you know when I first got into treatment, it was almost um, unsettling getting used to hearing your conscious talk to you again. You know, like it was like, dude, I haven't heard this voice in like almost you know 
seven years. This is yep. fucking weird. Um, Back to being the devil's advocate. Hey, don't do this. Don't do that. Are yeah, you sure? yeah. Just you start thinking even, things through. Even being able to hear your thoughts clearly yeah. was was baffling to me. It yeah. was unsettling. Um, and that's the same way with a lot of people, you know. And I think that going into a treatment center sounds scary in theory. It does. Um, being it does, away, yeah, new it's essentially like going to jail in your mind. Um, and even while you're there, sometimes you're like, fuck, dude, I can't leave. I can't fucking call my girl. I can't call my mom, this yep. and that. It is 100% necessary for me. It was 100% necessary because it broke down my life to the bare minimum and I was able to look at my life and myself for what it truly was, you mm-hmm. know, and that was a broken individual um, who needed help, who needed some chance at, at recovering. Um, but yeah, it, it all started with, with the push to want to get better, you know, yeah. um, and, I, and I hope that everyone gets the chance because realistically, nowadays, you're not seeing people even get that chance. Um, and it started a lot with our generation where, you know, the pill push came in and kind of took it by storm, took yep. high schools and, and, and junior highs yep. by storm where we were kids not really understanding what it was exactly that we were doing. And we all partied. Uh, no one understood so. the the severity of addiction for the most part or what even being um, addicted to a substance was, withdrawal, things like that. Yep. You don't know until... The thing that's solving your problems then starts to create them, and that can be years apart. Mm-hmm. It could be a, it could be a month, it could be a day, or it could be years apart. And when you're a child still developing and kind of living with like you know family, your parents, someone who's providing food, shelter, and the, your basic needs, it's easy to to keep doing that oh, yeah. dumb shit. Oh yeah, um, especially when you start so young though, because like your prefrontal cortex oh, yeah, or your, yeah. your frontal and, and lobe dude, yeah especially the damage it like does you're, on the brain you're still developing and, the body. and then bam you get past the stage of final development and you're still dealing with addiction that's all you know and yep. your body that's all your body knows isn't that scary and it and it's not changing the the basically the the pill push is still preying on young kids who eventually graduate to the harder version of whatever it was they were doing, whether it be um, an opiate pill or a depressant or a stimulant. They basically just graduate into the the next best yeah, thing yeah, or the strongest thing, whatever it may be. And, and that is what scares me. Um, because I made it out by chance, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I think there was a higher power that helped me get to that point. Um, but kids aren't even getting the chance to, to get sober. And that scares the shit out of me. And I mean, a, a lot of the music, a lot of the people they look up to, they watch, they are fucked up on something, whether it's lean alcohol, you know, yeah. weed for Christ. It could be weed. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with weed in my opinion. But, but like people can still some people, people can be waste their lives away just smoking weed, just getting yep. way too high, just being a potato, dog. Yeah. So and like that's then that's a fact. And that's what everybody's doing. You know, it, it's all over social media. It's in a lot of music videos. You it's in it's a lot okay? of lyrics. That's what you're looking up to. I mean, pe- people say it all the time. You know, like I'm, social media is a devil. Music is a devil. I mean, yeah, it depends on who's looking at it and who's listening. But also, like you can't really blame it itself. You have to blame it's selling. Yeah, at you, the have, same you time. have to blame the the generation because we're the ones buying into it. 
we yeah, could we're be the ones, ones that that are actually uh, being attracted to it and then trying to um, initiate that into your lifestyle is mm-hmm. two separate things. Like imagine if you didn't pay any attention to any of these lyrics that you know these rappers say or that you know any rock and roll band comes out with about doing cocaine and stuff. Imagine we didn't pay any attention to it and that right, shit was dead. Right. It might not be as hype. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a temptation thing and humans are made of flaws and I think we are more prone to temptation and sin than we are innocence. Absolutely. We start with innocence and there's just so much temptation and so much bad around you where it just eventually leaks in. Yep. Not for everybody, but for majority. Yeah, especially yeah, especially in the society and what pop culture promotes, you know, like you said, the things that are trending or um you know, considered deemed or cool, um, can sometimes be like potentially life threatening. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a scary, scary place to be. And, um, so, you know, for anyone that obviously is struggling right now, or even, you know, you know, someone that you care about that maybe is entertaining, trying to, to get themselves better. Um, if they need help and they don't have the resources, maybe they don't have the health coverage or they just simply don't have the money to afford a treatment, um, please reach out to me. Um, I've got plenty of connections that are 100% free. Um, they will take you in. They will get you, um, you know, health care, um, and they'll figure everything out as they go. Um, but please don't hesitate. I want you guys to know that that option is there. Um, it took me years to figure out that I could go through with that process without actually having to have the financial backing respect which in theory um you know no most addicts i'd say about 80 percent of addicts don't have any financial security because obviously their their money and time is going into into that exactly so um it, it wouldn't actually make sense for someone to hold you financially accountable to try to get your life better, especially in that situation. So if you guys need help, but you don't have the resources, you maybe don't have the the time or the money, uh, please reach out to me. I can make it very, very easy and even maybe get you in as, as early as that day. Oh, yeah. So um, just know that there's an option. Um, there's a way out. If you want it, please don't ever be afraid to ask. Um, can stay completely confidential. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't just push them you know, to treatment or to help. Cause if they don't want the help, then don't just leave them alone afterwards. Actually talk to them, be there for them right. until they are ready can, to help it themselves. It could essentially backfire. Yeah. yeah. And you don't want to send someone because you decided it's what's best. And what's true. good. Like you were saying, dog, you didn't hear your voice for a while. Like that yeah. voice in your head. So they might not be able to hear a voice in their head. So if they're being stubborn, then you try to be that voice for them until they eventually hear it themselves. Right. Absolutely. It might work. It might not, but you can try. It's always something to consider guys. Um, you know, I think that was a that was a good. I like that. That was good right there. Open the heart a little bit. Um, so yeah, guys, if, even if you just need someone to talk to, reach out to one of us. Um, and you know, if you're struggling with substance abuse, I'd be more than happy to to sit there and, and text with you or talk to you on the phone, whatever it may be. Um, this year's been hard for a lot of people. Um, Depression is at a like all time high. Yeah, and I think it's definitely important that people seek their their mental health um to to get strong to get better um you know i i I tell people this all the time there's nothing wrong with with taking care of your mental health or putting that first on the priority list um what i've learned from from recovery is it 
if there's something that is holding you back in life, whether it be addiction or a mental mental uh, illness, if you put that on the back burner and then you decide to put your job or your family or your kids before it, um, in theory, it sounds like the responsible thing to do. But what, what actually not. happens is those things will all um, suffer the consequences. Just, yeah. The reality is you have to put that on on the on the front lines as priority number one as long as you take care of that day in and day out um and and try to get better the the people around you whether it be your job or your family um or your children whatever it may be your friends they will in turn benefit from you focusing on your self-growth and that's very important for you guys to know because um, that was also something I had to learn in treatment um, mm-hmm. is just going to therapy for me. I don't think it's for everyone, but for me, it worked um, and, it, and it helped me figure out a lot about myself. And, you know, if you guys are fans of the show, you, you've heard me talk about it before. The inevitable question of why, which is what my doctor always asks me when I come with a problem or, sol- or think I have a solution to what my problems might be. It's why. Um, and, and that's something I can ask myself on a daily basis if I'm stuck in a predicament. Why? You know, why am I feeling this way? Why do I think this will fix it? Why? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's a hard question to answer until you kind of get comfortable with yourself and your situation. So uh, definitely an ag- advocate on taking care of your mental health first and everything else will get better yeah. as long as you put in that work, whatever it may be, guys. Um, we're going to wrap it up here. We're at about 50 minutes. We've been tr- keeping these episodes about an hour long, which is good. Um, it works. Um, before we close out, though, I do want to um, close it off with a quick message from our sponsor, Life Widgets. Like I was telling you guys, the cash drawing, all you have to do to enter for one of three cash prizes is going to be download the Life Widgets app, add me as your first friend on Life Widgets at Tristan Taliano. That will immediately enter you into the drawing. You don't have to be watching the raffle, anything like that. And then we can find your preferred method of payment. Guys, Life Widgets, available on the Apple and Android App Store, has so much to offer. Like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, you will soon be able to find vehicles, housing, whether it be purchasing or renting, um, be able to find jobs. If you are a business owner, whether it be restaurant, bar, any type of of business, um, you'll be able to basically kind of strategize your demographic, your male to female ratios, what you're looking for in employees or what you're looking for as an employer. Um, So definitely lots of benefits to having this app. Um, I think you guys should download it add me and see what the app has to offer. If you guys want the security of knowing that your information isn't being sold, LifeWidgets is the route to go. I mean, they're not selling your information. It's a one-stop shop for all your needs. Literally everything you need is going to be right there down to the banking. You know, you can just pay right through the phone using the app with the restaurants, bars, whatever it may be that is partnered with LifeWidgets, making life almost easy mm-hmm. making life easier with just the touch of a button yeah guys. your whole life is in one app um so i i'm super excited i'm a big advocate for life widgets uh and can't wait to see where it continues to grow guys once again for you singles in the area looking for that special someone life widgets does have flirts pairing you with people who have similar interests 
It's an amazing route to go. If you're looking for someone who you guys can just easily hit it off, you know, hey, you guys both like Pokemon. Perfect. You guys are get get prioritized. If you guys decide to match, you can start chatting immediately. And who knows? Might lead to that that honeymoon, baby. I love that you said Pokemon. Pokemon. You never know what it is. It, it could be Fungo Pops, skateboarding, whatever it may be. I respect um, you. So... Guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Mind If I Crash, now available Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to whatever streaming service you use. Please run up those views. Leave a like. Share it with a friend. If you guys are at a party, summer's here. Start putting that shit on the speaker. You guys are out shooting cornhole, maybe grilling out. Playing some beer pong on the late night side, having enjoying a nice cold happy dad. You can go out for a drive in the summer. Throw on the podcast, you and the boys kicking it, you and your shorty vibing at the end of the night, whatever it may be. Put the show on, get us uh, get us some uh, exposure out there. We all appreciate it. Every like, every share helps, guys. We're going to be doing so much with this channel, from content to reaction to our 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 motherland of the podcast um we love you guys we thank you and we will see you next week bye no you're gonna say it i can say it you can say it get high baby (laughs) (laughs) see you guys